Hello, and welcome to the Sapona Road Church Podcast. Today is a great day. It's the day that the Lord has made, and we are excited that you've taken time to join with us as we hear from God's Word. We exist as a church to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We hope that today's message encourages and blesses you and helps you to grow and mature in your walk and relationship with Him. The Word of the Lord is powerful and life-changing, so let's see our lives transformed as we listen to today's message. I'm going to read from Mark chapter 11, verses 22 through 24. It says, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Father, we just thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you for your word. We just ask your blessing upon this message and your people in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to talk to you for a little while today on the the thought of voice activated. It's really hard to preach after praise and worship like that. I just want you all to know. Supposed to make it easier. Huh? Supposed to make it easier. Well, it's just because you kind of just don't know what's supposed to happen. You don't know if you're supposed to preach or if you're just supposed to keep on singing. It's, you know, he has to decide that every week. That's hard. Um, But this morning, like Aaron said, we want to talk about voice activating and the power of our words. And I know that looking out at many of you, you have probably heard so many messages about the power of our tongue and the power of our words and the things that we speak and how important those things are. And you're going to hear another one. (laughs) You're going to hear one today about the power of our tongues again, because it is such a powerful topic. It's something we've all heard these messages about, but for some reason, um, we don't often put into practice the things that we know to be true and the things that we've heard. And um, I believe, you know, the very first miracle, one of the greatest things that has ever been done was creation. And how our powerful God, who is also our loving Father, He's incredible, but that He could create all the things in six days is crazy. It's monumental. It's never been heard of. It's never been done, except for when He did it. And how did He do it? He did it by using His words. With everything other than man, He created the world by using His words. And don't you think that God is powerful enough, he could have done it in any way he wanted. He could have thought it. He could have used his hands just to form it. But he decided to use his words. And because he is our father, I believe that's because he's setting that example to us. You see, we live in a world of what we see being what we believe. It's kind of the opposite, oftentimes, of kingdom living, what we do. We don't often give much thought that there is a spiritual realm that we are constantly taking part in. And you may not think that you are, but you are. Every decision you make, everything that you do, you are taking part in a spiritual realm. Um, So often it seems that we think that we're just battling against flesh and blood. 
But the Bible tells us that we are warring against principalities, against powers, not against flesh and blood. We, we do the reverse of what kingdom living is telling us to do. We forget the power that we have as sons and daughters. It, it, we just forget. We forget the power that we have with our words, with our thoughts. You see, the Bible tells us that life and death are in the power of the we all know life and death are in the power of the tongue. David also prays in Psalm 141 and 3, set a guard over my mouth, Lord, keep watch over the door of my lips. And so Proverbs 18:21 does tell us that life and death are in the power of the tongue, but it goes on to say that those who love it will eat its fruit. And uh, in the New Living Translation, that, uh, that verse says, those who love to talk will reap the consequences. <laughs> now maybe... Some of you have uh, had that happen to you. I've had that happen to me quite a bit uh, in my life. And sometimes other people have to reap the consequences of things I say, too, and get us uh, in awkward uh, situations. Yes, don't ever assume that somebody is somebody's grandchild. It might be their child. And don't assume that someone's pregnant. So those are uh, a couple things that we I have done neither one of those things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was not me that did that. And my dad did that one time with me. He went and asked the lady. Uh, he asked her. Uh, we, were, we were doing pest control, and she walked in. She came in. To, people would do strange things. The house is vacant. We're in there just spraying away, wearing masks, stu- you know, bugs everywhere. And uh, she just comes walking in off the street. She pulls in, and she's like, hey, is this house for rent now? And my dad said, ma'am, you don't need to be in here pregnant. It didn't go over very well. She was not pregnant. <laughs> and to me, she didn't even look pregnant, but my dad, I, maybe it was the fumes from the chemical. Maybe his mask wasn't on very good, but uh, he said it, and he reaped the consequences, and I just stayed back out of, uh, out of the way. But we, we, uh, we all do stuff like that, and uh, sometimes it's not even that bad. I, I uh, have this thing I tell um, people about, Everybody talks about the prophetic, and I tell them that I'm a prophetic prankster. That a lot of times I just think of a mean joke, and when I crack the joke, it ends up being... Yeah, like, uh, Heather and I, when we were in ministry class, um, they, they had us sit with different uh, couples at these events. And we, this group, these two people were there, and they actually had sat with us because they knew my sister, so they... In turn, kind of, we kind of knew who each other were, but I didn't know anything about them. And uh, they were talking, something came up about talk about your first job you ever had. And they both had worked at a Dairy Queen. And just out of the blue, I just said, uh, I said, oh, so he was your manager and told you he would let you, uh, he would give you the good shifts if you would go out with him. And both of their faces went kind of white. Come to find out, he was two years older than her and was her manager, and their first date was because he said, I'll let you have Saturday night off if you promise to go out on a date with me. So We get invited places, but we don't get invited back. That's the moral to this. So anyways, it was an awkward 45 minutes after that, and uh, they thought for sure... They thought for sure that I had researched them somehow and figured this thing out. But no, it was just not knowing how to control my tongue. So there's a time to speak and there's a time not to speak. And uh, I'm learning that more and more. I'm, not, I'm trying to get better at it, but 
when we do speak, we need to make sure that we're speaking words that, will, that will, we will be happy with the consequences. Uh, there's a lot of things I've said in my life that if I would have thought about the consequences, I would have never said them. But we need to make sure that we're, we're speaking life. Uh, Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, it says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Now, I don't know if you've ever thought about this with this scripture, but God is so good that not only does he give us the ability to choose, he gives us a choice, but he tells us what the right choice is. He tells us which choice to make, and then not only that, he tells us why it's the right choice. Now, maybe it's just my kids, but did your kids ever drive you crazy with the why questions? Why, 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 to finally you just tell them, it's just how it is, just hush, or if you're, if you're uh, you know, if, the, if shut up's not the S word in your family, you just told them to shut up, you didn't want to hear any more about it. Quit asking why. He even tells us why. He says, hey, the choice is life or death, blessing or cursing, choose life. This is the choice you should make, and you should make it because it's going to bring life to you and your descendants. Unfortunately, many of us will continue to choose curses and death over and over with the words we speak. We might not make that choice in our minds, but we make it with what comes out of our mouths. Because I, none of us in here, I would never choose death. I would never choose a curse. But how many times have I said something like, uh, I always get sick. If there's something going around, I'm going to catch it. It's just how it is. It's just, it's just, it's just what I do. You know, or, or none of us would ever choose poverty. I don't think anyone would ever choose poverty, but how many times do we say, oh, I'll, just, I'll never have anything nice. I'm never going to get out of debt. I've never been able to save money. I'm not, it's just not going to happen for me. That's for other people. And see, we have to be careful what we're speaking because what we, whether we realize it or not, we're activating things in the spirit realm. And people these days, well, I guess for years now, are just fascinated with things that are voice activated. Now that uh, artificial intelligence has gotten so good, it's scary. Uh, it works pretty well. But remember, even when it first came out on cars and it really wasn't artificial intelligence, it was voice recognition. There's a difference in the two. Uh, voice recognition, it rarely works. You know, they're, they're trying to tell the car to do something. And it would have been a lot faster if they had just went over, just reached over and hit the button. But they tell the car 10 times and it wouldn't, you know, back when they first came out. Now that they've got more artificial intelligence in the cars than voice recognition, so it works pretty good. But we got uh, Alexa in the house and uh, people talking to Siri all the time. My dad does it all the time because he has a hard time seeing the, the letters and numbers to punch something in on Google. So he just talks to Siri. Uh, Hannah, I'll, I'll think she's talking to me. She's setting her alarm talking to Siri, uh, talking to Alexa. And uh, just people are fascinated by it. Uh, Heather's uncle was down for the fourth, and uh, he's talking to me. And out of the blue, he's like, I've almost got all the lights in my house changed over. I'm thinking, whose light bulbs all go out at the same time? I didn't know what he was, I didn't know if there was an electrical problem in his house. And because uh, I'm not that guy, and I'm like, I'm just listening, you know, hoping he's, and he says, I've got every, everything downstairs. I just got to finish the upstairs. I've got everything downstairs. Even my front porch lights are hooked to the internet now. I'm, I'm still thinking, hooked to the internet? And he says, all I have to do is I say, Alexa, turn on my front porch lights at 50%. He 
He said, they're on dimmers and internet. And, uh, and he was like, he's very dramatic with his facial expressions. He was like, it is awesome. And I'm thinking, okay, if you say so. But, but the whole thing is he's fascinated that he can just tell his lights what to do. We, we like to be able to voice activate. Maybe it's because when we tell our kids, they don't listen very well. So we want, we want to tell the, tell the lights what to do. But, but our lives are voice activated too. They are. So why would we be so careful? Because have you ever been in and you start getting aggravated because Alexa keeps turning on when you're trying to have a conversation? And yeah, it makes that little noise and the light comes on and you're like... You, and actually, it makes you start being careful because you've heard all the theories, and so you're wondering if they're listening to you. Oh, that's good. And so, but why would we be so careful about what we say around Alexa and Siri, but then have no consideration about what our voices are activating in our own lives? Mm -hmm. Because there are things listening to you all around, depending on what comes out of this, of this mouth and what you're going to speak. Yeah, I mean, it's we think about it, and it seems so obvious, but for some reason we miss the, um, how, what do you say? What about the deodorant thing? You miss the... Obvious or something. Yeah you, yeah, you miss the obvious for something that seems obvious. So the idea to this message, um, you know, like so many other lessons that we have to learn came the hard way for me. Um, and so it was, what happened, happened, it was on my son's birthday, it was February 2nd, 2021. Is that right? So you know how sometimes you wake up and you're just in a bad mood? Um, I mean, honestly, I would say that I don't feel like that happens to me that often. I don't know if Aaron would have a different theory to that. But I don't feel like, I generally, I generally am not in a bad mood um, unless something truly has gotten me that way. Well, so this mor this this morning, <laughs> that morning, I woke up and man, like, I don't even know, like, but the sheet was aggravating me, like, like I I my first conscious thought was irritated, you know, and and really the focus of all of my irritation was Aaron, and I don't know what he had done, but he just really just aggravated me so bad before he even woke up, I think. And then, and then when he woke up, it got worse. So I, I don't remember what it was, but we, so we were getting ready. I, I think that I had asked her, was there anything I could pray for her about? <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Whenever you're not in a good mood and people ask you, are you okay? That makes you worse, like just so you know. Um, but so, so I was getting ready because we were gonna go see my son at college because he was you know, at school at that time. And so I think I was in there blow drying my hair and I was just rehearsing in my head everything I was going to say to Aaron. Oh, my Lord. I was going to rip him up down one way and the other. And, and I was just waiting. I was waiting for the door to open. Like, as soon as it cracked, it was going to happen. So, and I still can't remember what it was. Anyways, so... Uh, Holy Spirit, and, and, I'm, and Holy Spirit will show me things in different ways, but this time, I'm telling you, it was almost audible. He told me, be quiet. Don't say that. Be quiet. Um, I wish that this story was different. He knew I was right. Um, I wish that I would say that I said, yes, yes, Lord, and um, did the right thing. Well, the door opened. 
and I let him have it. Oh my goodness. It was just, and stuff just kept coming to me. It, it was, it was just really good. And, um, <laughs> and Aaron looked at me and he just looked stunned for a second. And he's like, okay, I don't know what to do with that, but we have to go. And so he didn't come back at me. Husbands, that is the best thing to do. I'm telling you, don't come back at her because it'll get worse. Just, just know, you know, just settle in. And so the whole rest of the day, um, I mean, it was good because I was able to see my son. I was able to spend time with Hannah and Aaron. It was a good day, but it wasn't great. In the back of my mind, like I was thinking about me showing my tail to my husband, who really, he's quite, he's quite long-suffering where I'm concerned. There's really not much that I can do that will actually aggravates him except for, you know, pizza boxes, but that's another story. Um, so, so what, and what I didn't realize is that Aaron and Hannah woke up realizing that I was kind of edgy. They were actually tiptoeing around me. I mean, they were really being saints, but everything they were doing is aggravating me. Um, so at the end of the day, after, you know, we had said goodbye to Steven, I get home, I realize why I was so edgy. Um, I woke up upset because I woke up for the first time being Steven's mom without him being in my house. Um, we, we would usually like ask the kids what they want for their birthday breakfast that morning. You know, he wasn't there. It was the first time that I had to say goodbye to my son on his birthday, and I didn't get to, you know, have him in my house for his whole birthday day. Like, that's what really had me upset. But instead of, in that moment, listening to Holy Spirit um, and asking him why I was upset, because he was obviously speaking to me in that moment, um, but I didn't want to hear the rest of what he had to say after he told me to be quiet. Um, he would have told me that. So... Instead of listening, I partnered with the wrong thing in that moment. And that's why what we partner with and the power of our tongues and the power of our thoughts is so important because what we say and we, what we do impacts the people around us every day, everything we say. Yeah, when you, you, can't, you can't dictate what circumstances are going to be, but you can choose what you're going to activate with your words when you're going through that 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 circumstance so how do we guard our tongues just like everything else that the lord tells us to do if he tells us we can do it it's possible through him but it's always impossible without him it's impossible without the resurrection power of jesus working in us and holy spirit admonishing us and keeping us in perfect truth there is no way we're going to guard our tongues without it we have to read the word of god and it's absolutely important to do that because that's perfect truth He's going to guide us in perfect truth. And in the world that we live in, that's in constant flux, that's more important now than, than maybe ever before. We cannot stay grounded in the things of the Lord without staying rooted in the word. And in James 1, he talks about testing and what testing produces. And I personally don't like words like testing or trials or struggles. Those aren't really good words, but... Going through those things is when we actually will find wisdom, when we'll actually find what we're really made of. We absolutely will not survive the trials of the world without being rooted and grounded in the word. We will be unstable without it. And the Bible states that those who are unstable and tossed to and fro cannot hope to yield anything from the Lord. 
that's so important for us to realize. If all of his promises are yes and amen, if we proclaim things in the power of our words, are, is that powerful? We want to yield fruit from that. Like Aaron said, the words of our mouth, we're going to yield the fruit from it. We're going to eat it one way or the other. We want to yield that good fruit that the Lord intends for us. And I'm definitely talking about myself here. I mean, I have not <laughs> guarded my mouth since, you know, February 2nd, 2021, when the Lord showed me this lesson. <laughs> I mean, I would love to say that I have, um, but that's the thing. We have to each guard ourselves every day, guard the gates of our mouth because it's so important. And I know time is something hard to come by. It seems like it's getting harder and harder, but we need to start small. What I started doing after I got the devotion from the church on Mother's Day was that, you know, how it'll have a little scripture before each devotion. Instead of just reading the scripture, I'll read the chapter. Instead of just the one scripture, just the chapter, and then do the devotion. And every day that just starts things off better. It's like you get these things of wisdom from the Lord that just sets your day the way that it's supposed to be. Just do something that you can do that's realistic. When you read the word, that's what's required to renew your mind. So that's what we talk about. We talk about reading the word of God um, and then worshiping him in spirit and in truth. We have to have both. If we just focus on the word, sometimes we can lean into being legalistic and religious. Sometimes when we just focus on all spirit, we can be um, just catty-cornered one way or the other. We need both. That's why he says spirit and truth the Word and Holy Spirit, and partnering together. Now, you may think that it's too late to renew your mind. It's, it is hard work. I'm not going to lie. Every day, that's something that we're called to do. But again, if the Lord tells us it's possible, it's possible through Him. He didn't put an expiration date. He didn't say, um, renew your mind until you're this age. Or He didn't say, renew your mind until you've been in church this long. It just says, renew your mind. And he tells us to do the things that, that are better for us to do. So when we've actually read a book, I don't know if it's been, how long it's been about it, but it was so interesting to me because they took pictures of the brain and on the inside, like that, you know, how those pictures that they show that they project, it looks like little trees, okay? The inside of your brain looks like little trees, little connections. And so studies have shown that those branches on those trees are actually formed by our memories, by the way that we process things, by the way that we process the experiences around us. But those same studies have also shown that those branches will fall off and then recreate as we either go back and reformulate those experiences or experience new ones and the way we process those things. That is actually renewing your mind. Um, I always thought that that scripture was just kind of figurative when he said to renew your mind by the power of renewing your mind, but that's actually something that physically happens. It is so important. Like Aaron said, we can't control sometimes the things that we go through, but we can control how we process them. Those branches on the trees and the trees of our mind, they are constantly renewing. And are we renewing them with the right things? Or are we partnering with the lies of the enemy? So we renew our minds again by reading the word, by worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth. So let me propose to you. It's the reason why we may be going through the same season of life or the same struggles 
Could that be because our minds aren't being renewed? And so the same thought patterns and the same words that are coming out of our mouth yield the same results. I mean, we think about that when it comes to things, you know, just just regular earthly things, physical things, you know, like working out or not working out or eating good, not eating good. We have no, no problem believing this leads to this. So if I want to change this, I need to change this. But why is it when it comes to our minds and the thoughts that we have that something that oftentimes the church kind of thinks is a little spooky or a little fluffy, it makes no sense. Doesn't the Bible say that if a man can tame his tongue, he's perfect in all of his ways? So on the pathway to holiness in the falling short of the glory that we've been called to, our goal still needs to be to be transformed. If, if, our only, if the only thing that the Lord had us here for was to come to know his son, be cleansed by the blood of Christ, he would have taken up into heaven at that moment. There's, there's more in the now. There's more in the here. Jesus is coming for his bride. And we are beautiful. Don't let anybody tell you that the bride of Christ is ugly. We are beautiful, but we are still becoming Instead of calling the bride ugly, just say we're becoming, we're growing, we're still being transformed. And how are we transformed? By the renewing of our minds, by changing the way that we think. And we change the way that we think by changing what we dwell on. Because doesn't he say to dwell on the things that are lovely, true, of good report? Why does he tell you to think on these things? Because he knows. Doesn't he know? Doesn't he know what's good for us? Doesn't he know that what we think on comes out of our mouth and that changes the world around us? How we process our experiences, our thought processor has to be the word. It has to be. And we have to partner with Holy Spirit to change us and transform us from the inside out. So we, as we start being uh, transformed by renewing our minds, we begin to walk in the light. And so 1 John 1, 7 tells us, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. See, all um, renewing our minds and, and walking in the light is the key to us experiencing God like never before. It's the key to us producing fruit for the kingdom of God. And uh, I was reading a book a few years ago I can't remember who, who wrote the book, but he took a trip to Slovakia. Has anybody here ever been to Slovakia? Does anybody here know where Slovakia is? <laughs> oh, we got one that knows where it's at. All right. Um, and when he, when he was there, the person that was hosting him told him about this river that runs through a mountain. And they said, you, gotta go, you got to go see this river. And so he thought it was going to be a little trip. He didn't realize what type of hike he was getting ready to go on. So they start going down into these caverns, into this, into this mountain, and you, you have to have a guide. The guide's with them. And they get to this place where now they're having to turn on lights for them as they go through sections, and then the lights go off, and they go into the next sec section like that, and uh, they're in total darkness. They get down to the bottom where this river's running through this mountain, and uh, the, guy, the guide's telling them, he says, hey, this is uh, the, like the most pure water in all the world. This water is full of all kind of vitamins and minerals where it's ran through the mountains for this long period of time. And it's just, it, it's perfectly clean. Nothing bad grows in it. It's just, 
It, 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 people come from all over the world to drink this water. And uh, he says, but I want to show you something. And he turns the lights out. When the lights go out, they can't see anything for about 10 or 15 seconds. You literally cannot see the person in front of you. There's no, no shadow, no nothing. And uh, they flip the lights back on. And he said, uh, because of the way it stays this dark in here, nothing will grow. Even though this water is so pure, nothing grows in the water, which helps keep it pure, but nothing else will grow in here either. He said, however, on the other side of this mountain, as soon as the water breaks through and hits the light, is some of uh, the most, uh, it produces some of the finest fruits and vegetables and shrubbery and plants and flowers that anyone's ever seen. It's just on the other side. And see, there are a lot of good people out there, and they're saved. They have that water inside of them. They have that pure water, the purest water that there is anywhere, not just on earth, but in anywhere that exists. And it's inside of them. But because they continue to not renew their minds, they're walking in darkness. And as they continue to walk in darkness, they're going to bear no fruit. And they don't understand why they keep having this. And some of them maybe even bear bad fruit from the things that their voice activating with what they say. But see, there, there are a lot of people, saved people, that they never get this because they don't walk in the light. They don't walk in the light. They will say things like, that's just the way I am. You know, that's the way I am. I've always had a bad temper. Have you noticed that people with a bad temper only lose their temper with people smaller than them? <laughs> Very rarely. I got, I got friends with bad tempers and they're like five, five. They've never lost their temper with somebody 6'5", never. But they've, man, they got a bad temper if somebody's around their height or smaller, it's on. But anyways, that's another, that's, I, think you, I think we can control more than we act like we can control, I guess is the point, if there is a point to that, anyways. But, but they'll say something like, I, this is just how I am, I've always been this way. Well, in one way they're right, because they're always going to be that way if they don't start walking in the light. And see, in John, uh, 1 John chapter 1 also tells us that God is light, and in Him there is no darkness. See, we have to start walking in the light of God's love. We have to not, yeah, I'm not questioning whether anyone has received Christ, but are you walking in the light? Are you activating those things that the Bible says that you can activate if you trust God and that Jesus has already taken care of it all? See, if you know that you have a problem voice activating the wrong things in your life, then it's time to start walking in that light and seeing those changes happen. See, we need to renew our minds and we need to begin walking in the light and, 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 and then just start watching all the amazing things. They're there all along, but they'll start to come to life. They'll start to uh, come forth in our lives as we speak His thoughts and we speak His words over ourselves, over our situations, and over uh, other people that, that come into our lives. And there may be certain things that you are naturally you're okay to partner with and other things that sometimes you struggle with in your thought life. Um, like Aaron's example, um, you may be healthy as a horse and never struggle with sickness, but when it comes to money, sometimes you have negative declarations. So we're talking about renewing our minds in every aspect, which we all can grow in. And like he's talking about living in the light, it says, my word is, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. So if there's something that you know that you're actually struggling with, um, 
you know, that you, you may be having a hard time relinquishing trust in, in that aspect of your life, look up verses and declarations about that. And then just start declaring those things. Feed yourself with the right thing. Feed yourself with truth um, because you will start reaping the fruit from that one way or the other. Because you, like we always talk about, you're partnering with something. Everything you do, you're partnering with something. Are you partnering with truth? Are you partnering with lies? And we're not talking about just what you see. What you see may be sickness, but that doesn't mean that's the truth. What you see may be poverty, but that does not mean that the truth is that you're going to always be impoverished your whole life. That is not the truth. So just partner with the right thing. That's what I challenge you to do. If there's something specific that you may be struggling with, look up those specific scriptures. Partner with the right thing. Okay, so now here's what we want to do. We're going to do, this is going to be different, but that'll be okay. Um, we're not, we're not going to do a normal altar call or altar service, but we're going to give you an opportunity in a minute. Uh, we've been doing this, these classes on uh, first and third Thursday nights, and uh, there's a part in it that nobody really likes because it makes everybody nervous, and it's called the activation part at the end. <laughs> we're going to do an activation thing today, but the good news is, is you've pretty much already taken care of it. So um, I'm going to tell you a dream that I had Thursday night about, well, or Friday morning, about three o'clock in the morning, I woke up with this dream, and uh, then Michelle went to work for me on Friday and Saturday, uh, putting a video together that we're going to show in just a second. But um, in this dream, I was in a a building that was under construction, like sheetrock hadn't been finished, stuff like that. And I was talking to this uh, this group of people, but I had a microphone, so it was kind of weird. So, uh, and I was. Uh, preaching or teaching to them about the kingdom. And I was putting in all this effort trying to explain things and trying to uh, uh, convince people and trying to think of the right way to put it. And, uh, and it didn't seem to be going across very well. And uh, so I, it was kind of strange. I gave the microphone to uh, a friend of mine I used to work with um, that uh, goes to a church in Sanford. And... Uh, I left. I don't know why I left, but I left. And uh, so he's preaching to the group, and he's doing the same thing I was doing, uh, just in his way. And I come back, and when I come back, I take the microphone from him, and uh, I said, uh, I thanked him for what he was doing. And, and I'm trying to think of still, how am I going to get these, these people to understand everything that, you know, about the kingdom, about the Lord? And before I, I was getting ready to start talking again, but then the only thing I could say was the king is here. Now y'all y'all know why you got that text message. And but as soon as I said the king is here, everything started changing in the room. Uh, the 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 place that was under construction became this beautiful building. Uh, the people started repeating it, and then I I just kept all I kept saying in the microphone over and over, the king is here, the king is here. And I leave the building, and as I'm going outside, uh, it starts looking like a Disney movie, like the, when the curse is broken and all this magic starts happening. And I'm going outside, and all the trees and the flowers start blooming, white flowers, everywhere I go. And I keep just saying, the king is here. And then I end up on this old, raggedy-looking uh, deck that's uh, like a bridge, 
kind of thing. And it goes down to like what looks like a, 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 whole, a horse stable. I keep saying the king is here. When I do, the whole thing is refurbished and looks brand new, freshly stained. Trees start growing over it with the flowers blooming. And as I'm getting closer to the, uh, to the stable, which I don't know why I wasn't allowed to go in the stable in my dream, but I wasn't. When I get to the closer and closer to the stable, I realize that the, the, the white flowers are just everywhere. And the whole thing has been redone and is decorated, I mean, all decked out, and it's for a wedding. And, uh, and I still keep just saying, hmm? I, don't remember that part. I didn't tell you that part. And I just keep saying, the king is here, the king is here the whole time. And then I just wake up and just the presence of the Lord was in uh, the bedroom so, so strong. And I started just thinking and it, it was just like the Lord was telling me that we try so hard to, you know, to get the right sermon, to get the right, uh, the right uh, I guess, um, segue to witness to someone or to invite someone to church or to the, and so many times we talk all about the kingdom when we talk all about all these other things and we forget to tell them the simple truth that the king is here we are so happy that you joined us today if you are interested in learning about or giving to this ministry you can find more information at saponaroadchurch.com if you are local to the Fayetteville, North Carolina area, our meeting times are 1045 a.m. Sunday mornings and 7 o'clock p.m. Wednesdays for our connect groups. From all of us here at Sapona Road Church, we hope that you have a great day as you walk in the Lord's favor and blessing.